are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here we are on this Friday final podcast of the week. I delayed this one. I didn't record last night like I usually do because there was a lot spinning. I wanted to see if some stuff might happen by the time we woke up. Some stuff kind of has happened. Some more rumors are out there too, much more credible this time. We're going to basically just break it all down in today's show. So Doc is uh, Doc Rivers going to Philly. What's it mean for New Orleans? Their coaching search? How does it tie into the Clippers? We have a Chris Finch sighting here as well. And I think this is just kind of leading us all in one direction to one candidate. And I'll let you know who that candidate is and why, you know what, it would be fine to have him here in New Orleans. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So the big news out of the coaching search is yesterday, the Philadelphia 76ers, after just a rapidly intensifying interview, signed Doc Rivers to be their head coach. It sounds like it's going to be five years. Cool. Good for the Sixers. I Again, I'm on board that I think Doc is a very, very good head coach. You don't get to be 11th. He'll be 10th next season in terms of all-time wins, have a title, and basically win wherever you go in three different stops over multiple years without doing something right. Even if it's not kind of that young up-and-coming guy that you want, even if it's not the guy that you can necessarily win a title with. And I don't know if you'd be able to win a title with Doc Rivers or if Doc Rivers is a good enough coach to win without that dominant, dominant starting lineup that he had in Boston in that team. But you know what? You still got to get into the playoffs in the first place. And Doc would have been able to do that and added some real credibility with the younger players on this team who clearly at times were tuning out Alvin Gentry and the rest of the coaching staff. And to get a guy like that in who has that much weight to throw around the league and with these players, I think would have been really good. So he's a good coach, would have been fine, even if he's not the guy that's going to ultimately win you an NBA title, though I don't know if you could really point to one specific guy that would be able to win an NBA title with you. So he's off the table. So the Pelicans had contacted him apparently right after he was let go by the Los Angeles Clippers. The fact that they have not been really linked to any other names other than Jason Kidd and Ty Lue kind of tell you the direction this team is thinking about going. Clearly, Ty Lue, I think, is number one on their list. Now with Doc Rivers out of L.A., Ty Lue is already there as an assistant head coach, associate head coach. It seems like that is his job to lose. And when you look at the rest of the open positions out there, he probably wants to go to a winner and a team that's ready to compete for a title right away. The Clippers certainly are that. You have probably one of the better owners in the league, I would guess. The Houston Rockets have that to some degree too, though I don't think you can necessarily say that they have one of the best owners in the league. Anything we can do to dunk on the Rockets is always a little bit of fun. But clearly the Pelicans are not going the assistant coaching route because we have other news coming out that Chris Finch has interviewed with the Indiana Pacers. David Vanterpool is going to be interviewing with Houston. So will... Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. is going to be interviewing with Houston as well. And you don't see any of those names linked to New Orleans. And I think that's just kind of telling about the direction that they want to go. They want to go with an established guy who has done it before, who has head coaching experience, who has some weight that they can maybe throw around with the players and immediately get their buy-in. And they don't want to necessarily 
go with the somewhat unproven commodity in one of those uh, assistant coaches. Even if all of those guys look really good, Vanderpool looks great. Until Junior would probably be my pick if I had to take one. Darvin Ham with the Milwaukee Bucks is there as well. There's a number of really good options, but the Pelicans don't seem to be really interested in hiring one of those guys. This leads to Kenny Atkinson, I think. And I'll talk about him here in a moment in another segment. But Kenny Atkinson and his track record, I think, would be fine. Not like the sexiest name out there. But if you assume Ty is going to get the Clippers job like we all are, and maybe, maybe he, he won't get it or he doesn't want to take it or go through some of that, it kind of leaves the Pelicans, if you want that established guy, with Kenny Atkinson, they're like the two people left on the dance floor. And for better or worse, they're kind of shoved together. And I don't think he's a bad head coach. I don't think he's the most amazing. I'd take Doc or Lou over him, but he would be perfectly fine as an option. We'll discuss that coming up in a little bit here. And then I'll go into more reasoning why on that in the next segment too. So let's talk more about the assistant coaching direction and why it seems the Pelicans aren't going that way, or at least some of the telling things about it coming up here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, you just got plenty on your to-do list. And give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now, right to your door. And ordering is really easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left outside safely at your door with their new contactless delivery option. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Sometimes you're just craving something in particular. DoorDash is going to be able to bring it to you. 300,000 partners across the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKDOWNNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast. The only daily show here Monday through Friday for you all. Break down everything you want to know about this team. Focusing solely on the Pelicans and the NBA. And there's a lot going on, basically always in the NBA, but especially right now with the coaching carousel really, really spinning. Subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. So I said in the last segment that all signs seem to be pointing towards Kenny Atkinson as your next coach for the New Orleans Pelicans. They haven't interviewed him. His name hasn't come up in a little while. But based off who they're clearly looking at, first reaching out to Doc Rivers, clearly waiting for Ty Lue to be available and to come down here. And it sounds like they're going to be interviewing him at some point in the coming weeks. Um, next week, I mean, it said Andrew Lopez of ESPN.com said basically they want to interview two or three guys. And if you kind of piece it together, if they interview with Lou, they're interviewing maybe two other guys. And that's going to kind of be the coaching search. They're not necessarily casting a huge wide net. They kind of have an idea of what the criteria they're looking for is David Griffin does general manager Trajan Langdon does for the next head coach. And with all of that and the names they've been linked to, it just doesn't seem like assistant coaches. And because of that, you're seeing a guy like Chris Finch go and interview with the Indiana Pacers. He very clearly wants to be a head coach. And I was asked this on Twitter the other day, would the Pelicans look at him? 
And this also informs the why they're not I, – I don't think they're interested in an assistant coach. And look, maybe someone blows them away and something comes up and they do end up making an assistant coaching hire to be their head coach. But if things were starting to fray between David Griffin and Alvin Gentry back in December and they considered firing Alvin Gentry back in December, and this has been reported, that they would have done it if Ty Lu was available or Kenny Atkinson was available during that time. But they did, but they weren't, so they decided to stick with Alvin Gentry. If you were high on Chris Finch becoming your head coach or interested in interviewing him, wouldn't you have made the change then? Giving him a couple of months to be uh to give him a test run, an extended job interview, if you will. And they didn't. And the fact that they didn't then fire Gentry, put Chris Finch into that role as the interim head coach probably tells you a lot about what they're thinking. They want a guy with head coaching experience because you had one on your bench that is a head coaching candidate and has been a head coaching candidate for other teams before, and you didn't even want to give him the opportunity to do it at a time when, what have you got to lose by doing that, right? If you wanted to fire Gentry, you want to fire Gentry. It's really that simple, but they didn't want to just fire Gentry to fire him. They wanted to fire him to uh, then bring in someone who they felt could write the ship. And if you didn't put Chris Finch in that role, it says you didn't think they didn't think that he could write the ship. And so because of that, I don't necessarily think they're looking at the David Vanderpools, the Wes Unseld Juniors, the Darvin Hams, the Dan Craig, Dan Craig's. You go on and on and on. They just don't seem to be looking that way. You would probably be doing interviews and meeting with those people right now. And instead, they're not. And all the reporting we've had is they're not really doing a ton. They've started the process, certainly, but they're not having these formal interviews with these guys that are available to have former interviews with, former, formal interviews with. So they clearly want an established guy. And if Lou gets a job elsewhere that's just more competitive than New Orleans is right now, With Doc Rivers going to Philadelphia, with Billy Donovan being immediately snapped up by the Bulls, though I will say the Bulls weren't linked to him at any point in time before that. It just kind of happened, which means don't rule out a surprise situation here. The Pelicans have done a very good job of keeping things under wraps. That if you kind of just read the tea leaves, Kenny Atkinson is probably the guy. It's an established head coach that's had some experience that people rave about. And that probably means you could bring him in and it fills a lot of the boxes that you were hoping to get with Doc Rivers and with Ty Lu. So what are those boxes? What boxes does he check? Why do former players rave about him, including Garrett Temple, uh, LSU and Louisiana um, native here? Let's go into some of that because, you know, he might not be the first, second, third, fourth choice necessary for New Orleans. It doesn't mean he's a bad choice and I will explain why coming up. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. We've got you covered, whether it's the coaching search, the draft, free agency, all of that and more. We've got covered here at Locked On Pels wherever you get your podcasts. So given all we've talked about, that the Pelicans seem to be going after guys who've been established head coaches, that they don't seem to be going the assistant route. And with Doc Rivers in Philly, Tyloo likely to end up with the Clippers, though not 100% guaranteed till it is 100% guaranteed. It feels like Kenny Atkinson makes some sense and falls in line with those guys, like a poor man's version of both of those guys. With the Brooklyn Nets in four years, though, when you look at his record, it's not particularly inspiring. 308 games, 
a record of 118 and 190. That's 38.3 percent, uh, 38.3 winning percentage. It's not good. That's not nearly like some of these other guys that we've talked to that have been in the 60s in terms of their winning percentage, or at least above 500, which is what you would have hoped. But Atkinson does have a pretty strong reputation around the league. And despite his firing this year, did have the Brooklyn Nets in playoff contention. And he took a pretty ragtag Brooklyn Nets team last season to a record of 42-40, and getting them into the playoffs for the first time, though they got bounced out in five games in the first round. He has been in the league for a while, going back to 2008 with the New York Knicks, then the Atlanta Hawks as an assistant before getting this job. And his specialty, basically, is player development. This is a guy who you can really point to a lot of specific names that he's worked with who have had a lot of success under him. Whether it's going all the way back to the New York Knicks and Lynn Sanity that we saw, and Kenny Atkinson being a guy that... Jeremy Lin really gave a lot of credit to specifically saying his name. Jeff Teague, who was an all-star in Atlanta under Kenny Atkinson as an assistant, specifically said he's part of the reason that his career got saved and why he was able to make an all-star game and have some success. And when you look at a number of the other players he's been with, Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Kyle Korver, all of these guys have had a ton of success with everything. Karis LeVert who's kind of the hipster MVP candidate at times, according to Ben Golliver, the Washington Post, and of Locked On, has said that this is a guy that is unbelievable as a head coach and he really enjoyed playing with. He is just kind of in there, in the grind with these players. A number of his guys have basically said they've never seen a head coach as involved in the drills that they go through in practice on a daily basis as much as Kenny Atkinson is. I kind of like that. You know, Garrett Temple of LSU has said this too. And the quote is, I've never seen anything like it before. He gets into drills, runs the point guard or the two or the three and tries to jump in and do verticality drills, gets dunked on all the time. But a guy that is so invested, he really enjoys doing things like that. I've never seen anything in terms of being a coach, being in a drill like Kenny is, end quote. That tells you a lot, right? When you're looking for culture, having a guy who's willing to kind of get into a lot of the nitty gritty with his players is what you do and when you try and go out and build it. And there's ties to this New Orleans organization now. Trajan Langdon was the Nets assistant general manager, and they were both part of that organization that grew a whole lot during this time. They got really good and they didn't really do it through the draft. It was just smart scouting and making smart, smart moves. And so it was building from within as Kenny or as Trajan Langdon has said it. So looking to develop diamonds in the rough that we think our coaching staff can develop and turn from a G League player into a potential six man of the year. That kind of fits with what a lot of what New Orleans wants to do and what a lot of New Orleans is going to need to do. They're not going to be a destination for big name free agents. You need to get the most out of every single guy you have on your roster. Even if his coaching record doesn't show it, Atkinson did that with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, things kind of fell apart with him and Kyrie Irving, but when you've heard the recent comments from Kyrie Irving in the news the past couple of days saying, it's, you know, Nash is going to be great, but it's also like we don't really need a head coach because one day it can be Kevin Durant as head coach, and one day it could be Jacques Vaughn as head coach, then Steve Nash, then Kyrie Irving. It makes very little sense. But overall, you have a guy who can develop players and get the most out of them, and in a small market team, that is what you're going to need. 
Zion's going to come and become a great player. Brandon Ingram is a great player and it's just going to get better incrementally. It's getting those other guys around him to really, really step up the role players, the fringe guys. And if you eke out some more from them, that's how you potentially really elevate a team. And Kenny Atkinson definitely stands out as the guy that can do that. It's definitely intriguing to see him uh, paired with guys like Lonzo Ball to see what he could really unlock with him. But what about a guy like, um, as as I blank on on our our players' names here in in New Orleans, in Jackson Hayes? Look at what he did with some of the big men there in um, Brooklyn with like Jared Allen, who should have been the starter over DeAndre Jordan, and him growing into being a pretty decent NBA player. What about Nikhil Alexander-Walker working with him? D'Angelo Russell looked much better once he went to Brooklyn and kind of redid his career. You can get a lot out of these guys, I think, and Atkinson is probably the person to do it. So given that they want someone who's established, who knows how to run practices, who knows how to be a head coach, if you're not going to get Lou, if you're not going to get Doc, yeah, it's probably going to be Kenny Atkinson. And that's who, if I had to put money on, I'm not going to. If I had to put money on it, though, that's who I could see becoming the Pelicans head coach next season. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans, this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.